Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages, welcome back to Monday. No, wait, Tuesday. <laughs> Labor Day is over and Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. You have found the daily meeting for small business owners to catch up on the news, get in the know, and have a coffee break with your co especially if you don't have any. That's why we're here. On today's show, we're going to talk about something that we can learn from Jimmy Buffett. He passed away over the weekend, and he's got plenty to teach us about business, so we will share what that is. I was reminded this weekend how critical it is that we surround ourselves with like-minded small business owners, like absolutely critical, crystal clear explanation to me. Uh, we will talk about that in just a moment. And the Idea Collective is coming to Madison, Wisconsin. Yo, Madison, coming to see you next Monday. We will share details on that free networking event in just a few minutes. And our question of the day, do you get magazines in the mail anymore? Do you? Are you one of those people? We'll talk about magazines and, and are they still a part of your life? Coming up in the show. If you're with us, can you say good morning in the comments so the algorithm overlords that control my self-esteem will remind me that I'm not yelling into the void? And I have a new feature for first-time commenters. So if you're watching this morning and you haven't actually laid your fingers on the keyboards, you know who you are, drop into the chat and say, hey, Pat, I'm you. And this is my first comment. I've got something new that I want to do when people comment for the first time. So I want you to drop into the chat and say good morning. And oh, yes, my wife, Abby Miller, I love magazines. Yes, I know. In fact, you're a uh, part of the conversation here later on in the show. Uh, so yeah, we will talk about your magazine addiction later on. But if you're a first-time commenter, drop into the chat that, good morning, Pat, I'm a first-time commenter, and we will show you uh, what this new feature is because it's kind of fun. And Lynn Karazi, the data magician, damn glad to see you. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so before we get into the real news, oh, wait, oh, yes. Hey, Pat, I'm Denise, and I'm new. You're awesome, Denise. Okay, are you ready? So one of my favorite instant celebrations that I've ever seen like my favorite memory and one of my favorite celebrations that I've ever seen. When I was a kid, I used to watch Pee-wee's Playhouse. Did you watch Pee-wee's Playhouse? I loved Pee-wee's Playhouse. I loved Pee-wee's Playhouse. And Pee-wee's Playhouse had a thing called the secret word. And the secret word was whenever the secret word was said, everybody yelled. So let's say our secret word was pivot. If I said pivot, everyone, ah, 
ah, everybody yelled. So I love that celebration. I already miss Pee Wee now that he's gone. So when someone comments for the first time into the chat, ah, we're all going to welcome. So everyone say good morning, Denise, in the chat. Denise, welcome to the show. It's great to see you. And I intend to do that casually as people get into the show for the first time. So, Denise, you're one of us. Welcome to the show. Teresa and Susie, welcome to the show as well. All right. That's awesome. Great to see you, Denise. Okay. So, you're one of us. So, if you're watching the show, everybody say good morning, Denise. That way she knows that she's in the right place. Before we get into the news, let's do our caffeine check of the day. And our caffeine check of the day is brought to you by our upcoming virtual meeting, the Backstage Brainstorm. If you watch the show and we've never met, we're bringing viewers of the show together on September 13th, and we're going to introduce each other to uh, our businesses. You're going to meet some folks in the Idea Collective. We're going to do an Idea Slam Brainstorm as well. It's going to be a good time. It's free. It's on September 13th. And if you want to join, click that link because I would like to meet you. So before we get in the news, let's do our caffeine check. How was the weekend? Did you, did you have a good weekend? If you're like most, you're waking up on Tuesday thinking, oh, it's over. I got a business now. Oh, I don't want a business now. But hopefully you did stuff that was really great over the weekend. Maybe you're a little tired from the weekend because you did so many great things. I had a barbecue with the family that was great. Some amazing hamburgers. And my new golf clubs came in. It was so great. I played with my golf clubs all weekend, rested, exercised, and I started working out my uh, hate wall for the Green Bay Packers because, you know, Bears and Packers are playing this weekend. You know those murder mystery movies where they have, like, the police have that wall with all the clippings and, like, the string, like, that whole wall? Can you see that murder mystery wall? I have one of those for the Green Bay Packers. So I had to update it for this year, take Aaron Rodgers down, put Jordan Love up. It's a whole thing. I have one of those. So I had to work on that over the weekend. Okay, enough messing around. Let's get down to it. It's time to talk about what's going on in the news. We're leading with a sad story. Jimmy Buffett passed away at 76 years young over the weekend. The Margaritaville singer was a good songwriter through amazing concerts and inspired fans everywhere and inspired fans to celebrate like few others. I think maybe Grateful Dead fans might be the only comparable uh, group of fans that would just, oh, Buffett's playing, we got to go, right? I think Dead fans and Buffett fans are, you know, somewhat totally different, but the same concept, right? Bringing people together. I'm bringing him up this morning because it's sad that he's gone, and there's a lot of joy that's out of the world now, which makes me sad, but he was a hell of a businessman, a hell of a businessman, and as the stories are coming out over the weekend, reflecting on his career and his accomplishments, there's a lot for us to learn as well. So what can Buffett teach us about business? Well, first, let's realize the fact that he was not just a songwriter and a concert performer. He had business ventures all over the place, and he paved the way for artists to get paid by engaging directly with the fan base. If he had just been a songwriter and toured, he wouldn't have made a fraction of the money that he's made. But how did he make all of that money? He knew what he was selling, and he sold it 
over and over and over again. Do you know what you are selling? And do you know uh, how to sell it over and over and over again? Jennifer, good morning. He became a billionaire by selling a billionaire. Yes, you heard me right. He died a billionaire, according to some of the stories. And he became a billionaire by selling a feeling, a feeling of being on vacation. We're going to Margaritaville. We're going to Margaritaville. Concerts, the Margaritaville franchise, restaurants, resorts, clothing, beer, frozen drinks, you name it. Jimmy Buffett productized the feeling of vacation. You feel like you're on vacation with a cheeseburger at one of his restaurants. You feel like you're on vacation on your back patio when you blend up some of his margaritas. You feel like you're on vacation when you go on vacation to one of his resorts. And you feel like you're in paradise when you're there. You're not just like in a boardroom. Like you're you're actually on vacation. He productized that feeling. So my question to you this morning is what you're thinking I'm going to ask you. What are you productizing? Think about what you do for your clients. Think about what you do for your customers. And it's a great day to ask this question too because your batteries hopefully are recharged. I hope right now today you feel like, yes, I'm ready to business. So I'm hitting you with this right now because it's something we should all consider. What are you actually selling? Jimmy Buffett was not selling a concert. He was not selling music. He was selling the feeling that you were on vacation. So think about what you do for people and what is the feeling that you're selling. And then once you know what that feeling is, you sell it over and over and over again in different product lines. So you're not selling, say, marketing strategy. You're selling clarity. You're not selling accounting services. You're selling confidence. You're not selling financial planning. You're selling someone's dream one step at a time. And think what that might look like. Instead of meeting with your client, you know, once a month or once a quarter to go over their financial plans and just going through the motions and just worrying about the numbers, you know, what if once a quarter when you get together, you're giving them a sleeve of golf balls and a free round at a local course because you know that they're saving up to vacation and golf the rest of their life. What are you selling? Yes, and a wise woman once taught me that, Lisa Rabel. Good morning. And yes, you completely agree. And Abby, yes, I'm selling nostalgia and memories. Abby is a photographer. And yeah, that's exactly what you're selling. And we could, you know, also have it phrased, Abby and I have phrased her business together as she's selling the ability to stop time. Take a picture of your little kids. They're always little in that picture. That's what Abby's selling, nostalgia and memories for sure. So I challenge you this morning, as you have Margaritaville on in the background, and we're a little bit sad, there's a lot to learn from Jimmy Buffett because it should in focus us to look inward. Like we should consider what are we selling and then productize it. 
Once you know what it is, sell it over and over and over again because that's what people want from you. Speaking of artists making money, last week I shared the story of Taylor Swift releasing a concert movie. The Eras Tour is making literally billions. And they came up with the idea, I know, since nobody can get a ticket, let's put it someplace where everyone can get a ticket. So they made a concert movie of the Eras Tour. And it's going to go live October 13th is the date that sticks out. It's a day in October. I don't remember when. But they put the tickets on sale. Hey, everyone, buy our tickets. How much do you think she made in the first day of concert ticket sales? First day. First day. $26 million in movie ticket sales. Now, the top ticket for that was $13. That's a lot of movie tickets sold. And that's just the first day. They've now been on sale for a lot longer than the first day. Wow. Way to go, Taylor. It's her world. We are just living in it. Now, if you notice, the news ticker this morning is chock full of real news stories. There are some real news stories going on that I want you to be aware of, blah, 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 real news stories. You can say that you learned all about it. But as I looked through the stories I actually wanted to talk about this morning, I had to show some restraint. I had to show some restraint because I was this close to going into a story about a man in China that was fired for taking six-hour toilet breaks at work. I was this close. There, I, I had jokes ready. I was ready to go. And I figured, you know, not today. I resisted going into that news story. Six hours a day. Mm. There's a whole, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tell the story. We're going to move on. I'm going to prove to you that there's a national day for everything. Are you ready for there's a national day for everything? Because this is uh, proof that there's a national day for everything. Are you a punctual person? Or are you a chronically late person? You know who you are. Are you punctual or are you chronically late? There really isn't an in-between. Either you do get someplace on time or you don't. I'm asking you the question because it's National Be Late for Something Day. Just proving to you there's a day for everything. National Be Late for Something Day. And yes, there's a day for that. Now, I don't want to shame anyone for being late, okay? I kind of want to know your secrets if you're chronically late. Do you have a go-to excuse that you use when you're late? Because I found when I managed people forever, the ones that were always late, they were really good at having an excuse. And sometimes it was the same excuse over and over again. Because I managed people for like 20 years. And people that didn't know how to business and didn't care that they were late. Like I'm talking part-time overnight DJs. Half the time stoned, the other half the time drunk. And we loved them. It was great. But they always had an excuse about why they were late. So what is your go-to excuse if you're chronically late? If you're one of those people, put it in the chat because I want to know what it is. I also looked up the top five most commonly given answers as to why people are late. 
Number five, dealing with pets. Number four, public transportation delays. Number three, getting the kids ready for whatever it is they're doing. Number two, lack of sleep. That's not an excuse. And number one is traffic. Number one is traffic. I think we can all say, yes, traffic is a good excuse. Uh, One of the things that I found when I was managing people was that the chronically late wore out their kids. I cannot tell you, like, my my employees' kids had the cleanest teeth in America. They were the healthiest kids in America because every time someone was late, The kid had a dentist appointment. The kid had a doctor appointment. Oh, another dentist appointment. Oh, wait, back to the doctor again. It was always about the kids. A complete get-out-of-jail-free card because you really don't question uh, kids when you're an employer. You kind of know, like, you know, everyone knows your kids are way more important than your job. And I could get in hot water for even questioning the wrong thing. But kids were always the super excuse. So if you've got a go-to excuse, I'd love to know what it is. But there's a trend now. Have you seen the trend? The trend is to not even give an excuse if you're late. Have you seen this? It's some sort of power move. Let's say we're going to do a Zoom meeting and you're running five minutes late. And you finally join the Zoom meeting. You would expect them to say, oh, wow, I'm sorry my kids did something or whatever the excuse is. The new power move, or at least the trendy power move, is to not apologize at all. Don't say, don't apologize at all, which to me is a little bit weird. The line that you're supposed to give in this trendy new power move is, oh, thank you for your patience. And then just move on. Just move on. And I get what they're trying to say, right? But, you know, thank you for your patience. I mean, come on. that's the, You can't do that. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to like gesture, but I didn't mean to do here. That's the censored version. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> I even thought about that. I'm like, no, you can't flip off the camera. Do not flip off the, I flipped off the camera. That was not directed at you. That was not directed at you. There, there's the censored version. Thank you for your patience. Okay. So if you're using that power move, I'm confused and impressed at the same time. But just so you know, when you use that power move, that's what I see. That's what I think. Like, oh, okay. I guess I don't even get an apology. You're just going to be that person. Got it. (laughs) All right. I had a reminder as to why it's so important to surround ourselves with like-minded people over the weekend. And it's all about books. Books. So to build a business, you really only need a, a computer and a credit card. Right? That's it. And for some businesses, you don't even need that. But to be in business, I'm convinced that you also need to have like-minded people around you to help. So when you build a business, there are two things you got to do, okay? The first thing is create a product and deliver it. Many of us, all of us that have a business, we know how to do that. I know how to take pictures and sell them. I know how to do marketing strategy and sell it. I know how to design stuff and sell it. I know how to do the thing that I'm selling. 
That's one thing you need to do. Just wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Danielson, wax on, wax off. The other part, wax on was whatever it is that you sell. But then wax off is... (laughs) God, are you hearing yourself? Are you... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I'm 12 years old today. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm not even going to say it again. <laughs> Over here is everything else. <laughs> Wax on. Over here is everything else. So you're a subject matter expert or practitioner of whatever it is that you do, right? Okay, fine. Great. You take the pictures, you bake the bread, you do the thing. But that's not the hard part. The hard part is whack. That's the hard part. Because building your business is all the other stuff. And that's when you need the like-minded people around you. And I was reminded of it this weekend because I read a freaking book. Now, how can reading a book remind me of that? Because the book was recommended to me. That's how. And it was exactly what I needed. I'm not sure how this person knew I needed it, but they thought I needed it. They're like, you know what, Pat? You should read this book because I think it would really help you right now. And a book recommendation might not seem like a big deal, but that kind of collective intelligence around you is pretty helpful when you know you've got those people in your corner. It's kind of like having a cheat code. When you've got a network to sell stuff to, fine, you've got a network to sell stuff to. But when you got a group of people that understand what you're trying to do and they have the courage to give you feedback and share their secrets and celebrate wins and do all of that good stuff, they're there to celebrate when good things happen and pick you up when you fall because we're all going to fall. That's when you need to have a group of people around you. And it's also when we talk about what we talked about with Jimmy Buffett. What's the feeling that I'm going for? What am I trying to productize? I'm trying to productize this conversation, this feeling that you're not alone. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to make sure nobody is alone. That's the secret. I'm not trying to productize stuff just so I make a big pile of money. I'm trying to productize stuff so you don't have to go through today, an overwhelming day, as the rest of the world comes back to business by yourself. That's what I'm trying to productize. That's why we do this show. We get together, we talk about the news, we have a laugh, we make sure that we're all ready to go business, and then we go business. That's the purpose of this show. It's the purpose of the community. It's a purpose of the small business conference happening in November. That's the reason why we're here. Don't grow it alone. The starter's pistol has fired. We are all back to business now. It is time to freaking go. And are you going by yourself or do you have people standing behind you? Do you have a friend that knows where you're at and is ready to recommend a book to you? You know what, Teresa, I think, I think you need this book right now. Who's sharing their knowledge with you? I am. We are as a community. That's why the Idea Collective exists. And that's why you're here with us this morning. 
So Denise, welcome to the show and commenting for the first time. If you're here for the first time, that's what we're doing. That's what this show's about. It's also about jokes and having a laugh, of course. But if you want to go build a lead list and sell stuff, that's what networking is for. You got to go do that too. This is for building the people around you that are ready to walk with you. That's why it's different. And if you're curious about the book, the book was Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. A great, great book. Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman. Fantastic. It talks all about the customer journey and how you're exceeding their expectations at every step. It was awesome. Okay, question of the day is coming up here in just a minute. Um, so let's do, you know what? Let's just do that right away. As a matter of fact, uh, the question of the day is, do you get any magazines in the mail? Do you get magazines in the mail? Remember the good old days when magazines just showed up all the time and they were like thick too. Like there was a lot of content in there right now. Magazines are just basically, uh, ad wrappers right? is stuff, what they call a magazine full of ads, and then they slap a name on top of it. Boom, Vogue, pile of ads. So do you get any magazines in the mail? You may have seen earlier in the show, my wife, Abby, she loves magazines, loves, loves, loves them, but they're just not really around anymore. And I ask because I get two magazines and I didn't sign up for either of them. They just show up like an STD and they won't go away. They're just there and I can't get rid of them. The first one, I went to Illinois State University. It was University of Phoenix before University of Phoenix was cool. Not the best school, but I loved it. And they send an alumni magazine an alumni magazine for ISU. Like, I'm proud of it. I guess I am kind of. But I can't get them to stop sending me the alumni magazine. Outside of staying connected to Avanti's and Bloomington Normal, there's really not much of a connection for me with that school anymore. Avanti's, however, hmm, go back to that Italian restaurant and eat the heck out of it. That's for sure. But they keep on sending this alumni magazine, and it's really a wrapper for donations. Hey, give me money. No. Give me money. No. Would you like to? No. What if we know? No. No. No, no, no. Go away. I'm not going to give you money. So that is a magazine that won't stop. There's one other magazine that I get. I love magazines. I love them. Been getting subscriptions forever. And I've spent an embarrassing amount of money on People magazine. Right? They're fun to flip through. They're fun. But there's just way less of them than there used to be. So the other magazine that I get, again, I didn't sign up for. I've been golfing a lot more this year. I signed up for my handicap. And now here comes Golf Digest. Like, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. I'm happy it's here, I guess. But like, okay, thanks, question mark. There's one other magazine that's coming, though. And Abby doesn't want this magazine. Mm -mm. I think this magazine's coming for all of us. 
and talk about something we can't get to go away, this organization will not go away. Abby's having a big birthday in December. Big birthday. And when that big birthday comes, you start getting mail from a certain organization. Yeah. Not looking forward to that magazine. (laughs) And speaking of getting old, uh, today is the first day of my son's senior year in high school. He's my youngest. So, yeah. Let's go, D. Have a great year. Okay. Let's wrap up this show today, shall we? We are going to get together in person. And maybe in person, I will tell you the story of the six-hour bathroom break because I'm just not going to do it on the show today. I've already done wax on and wax off. That's all I can do for today. That's just... (laughs) That's enough inappropriateness, Susie Moon. You're welcome. But uh, come to the networking meeting. We're going to be in Madison, Wisconsin. It's like we're on a concert tour. Ah, we're heading to Madison, Wisconsin, rock and roll. September 11th is the date of the uh, event. And it's going to be awesome. And it's totally free. And it's going to be super fun. Serendipity Labs is the location. We're going to do some networking. We'll probably do some brainstorming. We're going to give away some prizes. Uh, It's going to be really fun uh, in Madison next Monday. And what's fun about it is... We're kind of thinking that we want to do some more of these in-person events. We want to get some more people together, which is going to be really fun. So, yeah, we'd love to see you in Madison uh, on the 11th of September. So that is going to be a really good time. And then a reminder of our backstage brainstorm. If you're not in the Wisconsin location, but you'd like to get a similar experience, I want to meet you. And maybe when we do our meeting, I can tell you the six-hour bathroom break story as well. But next uh, week from Wednesday, I think, September 13th, we're doing a thing called the Backstage Brainstorm. We're going to have a small group uh, offline, just us on Zoom, getting to know one another. We're going to do some networking, uh, and we'll do some creativity too, some brainstorming and such, September 13th. So if you're new to the show, Denise, come on, love to see you, or others that are new to the show, uh, we'd love to get a chance to meet you. And we would love to get together with you in person. That is going to be a really good time. Okay, well, that wraps up a fun Tuesday show. We're back to business. We got a lot to do. In fact, this week is going to be super fun. Uh, As I was looking forward into the week, Thursday night is our fundraiser with the Savannah Bananas for the Islands of Brilliance. It feels like we've been planning this thing for 10 years. It's finally here Thursday night. The Idea Collective is going to party with the entire Savannah Bananas baseball team. It's going to be great. And then on Saturday, we're all going to see the game. So a great fundraiser for a great cause Thursday night here in Brookfield. So that's going to be great. And then on Sunday, the Bears are going to decimate the Packers, which is going to be great. Now, if the Bears lose to the Packers, I might not do a small business mornings on Monday following. If the Bears beat the Green Bay Packers, I'm going to be swinging from the chandelier, running down the street naked, uh, keg stands, fireworks out my ears. It's going to be the greatest thing of all time. So we have uh, a fun week to pregame for all of that. 
Thank you for joining this edition of Small Business Mornings. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you tomorrow morning because this is a daily show. It's designed to have a coffee break with you and make sure that our brains are all set and ready to go so we can take on and win our small business day. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow right here at 9 a.m.